I sometimes when I started to record, I wanted to have like a really cool opening line, but sometimes I forget that I'm not able to have a really really cool opening broadcast until I'm going to the flow. And if I don't like it in the beginning, I can always cut it. But I must remind myself that I don't need to be perfect. This morning when I wake up, I did a very long meditations, a very long silent meditation. When I sit in the meditation, the first thing I started experiencing was my brain was sabotaging, was telling me that why am I so shit as a person? And yesterday I met this really inspirational person, and I really liked the way she started her business. And I was thinking about doing a broadcast with her, and of course I haven't really done broadcasting with people until Tyler, but he's like someone really close to me, so. By thinking about inviting someone else into my space doing a broadcast, my brain was like finding all the reasons to sabotaging me and telling me why that is impossible. So I was really, really interesting, and then just sit there in the meditations, and observing my own thought in the space. I actually wrote about it. Let me just have a look what I actually wrote. Sometimes when I meditate, I write them down afterwards. I says in today's meditation, I started with lots of fear and reason why I shouldn't do the broadcast, the gym. So I'm on my period, and my body is feel some pain, and I was looking for all the reason why I shouldn't go to my Pilates class today. And then I give more time and space for it. I just sit there and listening. And the voice in my head start to become quieter. I start to have. More and more creativity come to the space. Tell you what, honestly, in the beginning of meditations this morning, I felt so much pain because my brain was telling me how shit I am as a person. How that, who who do you think you are? People is gonna say no to you to do broadcast with you, and it's looking for all the reasons why I shouldn't do what I wanted to do, right? So what I did was I just literally sit there and sit there and sit there and feel it and let it happen, let it talk. I didn't make it wrong. I didn't try to correct my brain or ego. Let's say I just sit there and give a space for it. Eventually, the brains get quieter. It is quieter. And I start to have lots of creativity come to the space. I start to have ideas about what I like to do with my broadcasting. Who do I want to interview? And I start to have some really awesome ideas come to the space. And what I realized was this: there's a really powerful, you know, space to be in to give your your ego a space. And to talk a shit, really. And once you give that space, what what start happening? That you lo- you are no longer scared of yourself. Well, I was giving enough space for my sabotaging voice come up, and I just sit with it. I just be a space for it. I no longer feel that fear. I feel last few days. You know, sometimes I see this pattern with myself is when I'm going up and down or I sabotaging things. It's the time I completely fucked up my routine. I literally killed all my routines recently. You know, always finding reason why I shouldn't 
do meditation, love meditations, or going to my Pilates class. And when I'm in that space, what normally end up happening is actually I end up become worse. It's because I didn't give a space for the ego, for the inner child to screaming, to screaming says, you are going to fail, people is gonna hate you, they're not gonna like you, who do you think you are doing the broadcasting? You know, this morning I give this space for it and the creativity really, really started to come to the space and I started to have ideas how I want to do my broadcast. And I had a really, really nice conversation with my own mother today as well. So I want to talk about that. Tyler tagged me on one Instagram post by JP's, um, JP, can't remember his surname now, JP the funny guy on YouTube. Yeah, that, that him, the funny spiritual guy on YouTube. His wife is called Amber and I really like them and I think I talked about this previously. So they are talking about this book called Spiritual Child, that how actually the child of, the energy of your child is already in the space and that how the child is choosing what kind of works they want to, what kind of challenge they want to conquer in their lifetime and then they choose in their parents. So for example, maybe they wanted to overcome um, to feel unconditional love. Maybe they want to overcome unconditional forgiveness. They would choose a parent's based on that. So that's really cool. I think this philosophy is really similar to ancient Chinese would be, believe in karma, you know, so what we believe it, it's not just about this life karma. We talk about generations of lives. So we always say, if this is your parents is fate. So this, they say in Chinese, means hundreds of years. It will take hundreds of years, you know, lifetimes to be with your partner. That, you know, this is all entangled and this is the fate and it's so beautiful. So what I found really interesting about this is, you know, in ancient China, we, we have these ideas from thousands of years ago, how that we actually connected to our parents in other generations, other previous lifetime. And now I haven't read this book yet about the spiritual child, but this book is also talks about how the child is choosing the parents to conquer the thing they wanted to conquer. I thought that was really cool. And I think, it's really connected to Chinese philosophies and Tao and energies, you know, Indians, it's just all really, really connected. And if you think about this, thousands of years ago, China is not really connected for the rest of the world, but yet we all entangled and we all share the same intelligence. This is something really cool about that. That's why I believe so strongly in my soul, we are all connected energetically. I think that was a story Tyler shared with me recently. It's really, really powerful. I'm gonna do my best to share the story here, but I'm probably gonna get some facts wrong, but the whole idea goes like this. There's, there's a study shows that there's island and there's monkeys on this island. And these monkeys on the island learned how to peel the skins of certain fruits or something. And then what ended up happening was that uh, the others, island of monkey they have no connection you know the, the monkeys on this island the other island of monkey also learn how to do this 
I think I probably got the story wrong, but the idea basically is that how we actually connected through the field. If you um, actually know or you don't know about Dr. George Spencer, have a look at his work about this quantum field, how we are energetically connected and share this intelligence. Right, so I wouldn't be surprised why there is an um, ancient Tao philosophy about the child who is actually entangled with the parents in the previous lifetimes to the spiritual child. So I found that's really powerful. What's really beautiful in this space is I asked Tyler. I said, if you, if we actually come to this world and choosing our own parents, then I want to ask you a question. Why do you think your soul choose these parents of yours? This is a question I asked Tyler. I also want you to think about this question for a couple of minutes. Why do you think your soul has chosen these parents of yours? What are you here trying to? Overcome the challenge. What are you here trying to realize, or learn, or grow from? Tyler' answer was that he chose his parents. If, let's say, his dad is emotionally unavailable, his mother use um is using him a lot, not in a bad way, but in an unconscious way, that for the emotional needs and desire. So what end up happening with Tyler is that he is here to learn to be comfortable with his own emotions, and this is why he choosing these parents so he can go through the pain, the trauma. We say this is also very connected to actually something I'm I'm really thinking about writing it recently. It's about your trauma is your gift in life, that you you going through all this challenge and works. And then you coming out of it, and this is how you becoming. You know, not becoming, but this is the the task you choose yourself to fulfill in this lifetime. For example, with myself, what I feel, you know, just thinking out of loud was my, I choose my parents to find my voice. Because when I was young. My mother is really, really strong. She she's still really strong, but she was like really strong. There's no space for me for my voice, and there's other things in the space. For example, I couldn't call her mother for ten years. There's lots of lots of these things that is shutting down my voice. My father was never really there, and he doesn't really let me talk because when he goes out, he has a people pleaser tendency. That when he come to see me, he use me as an expression. In some ways, like emotion, being emotions, like where he dump his emotions and stuff. So I'm not here to blaming any parents. Okay, I'm here just to share that how I feel as a child, and lots of this is actually done unconsciously from our families. So in that space, I wasn't having my voice. My voice was constantly being shutting down. I I feel there's no space for my emotions for my voice. So I believe my soul has chosen these parents of mine to help me. 
overcome this challenge, and then gone on to this personal development journey, spirituality journey, and to find my true voice. I'm not talking about a voice that's talk or online strategy voice. I'm talking about my true voice, my true expression of myself. And then today I also asked my mother, I says, so if this is the truth, or let's say if it's the truth, what do you think? Why are you choosing your own parents? And that's really, this is a really hard one for my mother, okay? Because my mother, my mom had a really, really traumatized childhood and he, she didn't even speak into her own family for 20, 30 years. So we talk about a really big thing here that you know how she was physically abused sexually abused all of this in the family so i asked my mother i said mommy tell me that why did you choose your parents if this is the let's say if this is true she says that she chose the parents because of unconditionally forgiveness and i was like damn this is really really powerful when we start to look at it this way, things become actually better. In some ways, I'm really grateful for my family because they're here for my soul, highest purpose. And I'm really, really grateful for all the pain, you know, all the trauma I have to go through as a child until recently. I'm still healing, of course, and I think this is a lifetime work. But what I am now is actually able to express myself because of I have to go through this pain. And what is also very beautiful is that since I started to be on this journey of real, real healing works, this is what also started to impact in my own family. My mother is able to really start to do unconditional forgiveness to her own parents, which is crazy you know if i can get her onto the book and talk about it one day that'll be really powerful so this actually is something really really cool yeah so today i feel like that was a really really powerful conversation i had with them another thing i actually realized today i really want to talk about uh, is called how my selfish, right? Uh, I I feel like my selfish. How I how I am selfish. How that I becoming a selfish person is actually help me more connected to others. Or let's say, if you wanted to heal the world, if you want to feel the love, be selfish. Okay, I'm gonna talk about that. Few days ago, a friend of mine wrote me a letter, and I know her for since I was eighteen when I went to Japan, and I see her as a big sister to me. I remember the first time I met her in Japan, she was I was we met through internet, and I was my first time in Japan. She's about she's nearly ten years older than me, and when she met me, she was really really taking care of me. She cooked me lots of food and really looking after me. So we've been friends for a very long time. So I always see her as a big sister. And because I always see her as a big sister, there's some mothering hold going on within our space as well. To make the story short, 
So recently, she wrote me a letter, and before that, we actually had a conversation. I was in a a bit confused space regarding: do we actually here to supporting the man, or do we let them just do whatever they want? So that was something about that, and then it's also you know as a marriage goes, like about. How do we do this financially? All of this, I was having a conversation with her and sharing with her my own fear about, you know, investing my finance into the fam,、uh, into the marriage, and this is my own stuff, which maybe one day I will talk about it, like my own connections with money, that how much fear I have then in that place as well. To make this story short, so we actually had a discussion about that. And she wrote me a letter. I'm not gonna tell you the whole contents of the letter, but there's one section really caught my eyes. And she says, "Doing a business is out of love," which I really agree. But there's one thing she says: you always have to thinking from other people's shoes and perspective. Let people have the profit. Let other people have the, and you take. This is called balance. Always thinking from other people's shoes, taking care of others first, something like that. And while I was reading this, I was really triggered. I was like, I was feel really uncomfortable about these letters. And but I know if I'm triggered, there's some gold here. So I decided to give a bit more time to it. And it's been like over a week now, and something really come up to me today was. I realized that actually. Since I becoming selfish, yeah, selfish, is how I actually started to have a better relationship with everyone else around me, and that sounds crazy because this is something people just thinking we we should be selfishless. We should thinking about other people. We should serve. We should X Y Z. And there's so much voice out there and tell us that we should standing in other people's perspective and thinking from other people's shoes. But what I started to realize for myself, I have actually done this work for a few years now, and last few months I was still in the space like, I'm going to here to make a difference to humanity. Yes, I wanted to make a difference to humanity, but first, first, I'm the most important person to myself. First, is that I wanted to make a difference to myself first. First, I want to do something really fulfill my own energy and power first. That's where I got trapped for a couple of years. I was doing coaching and I was really good at it, but I wasn't really, you know, passionate about it. I much more prefer doing podcasts, but I was trapped for two years because I feel like I need to go helping people. I learned so much now. I have broken my toxic relationship patterns. I have. Build relationship with my family. I changed myself so much, and I feel I have something here to share. And I should want to help people. I should serve because this is what I'm here for. Blah 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 blah. That keep me trapped for like near two years because I was in this space. I said I'm so fucking selfish. Am I? I'm don't want to make a difference. Until recently, I tell you what. Until recently, this few months, I feel there's a massive shift within myself. Maybe the real, real big shift is actually coming from this few days. Is a like a final piece of the puzzle clicked. So I thank, I thank you, my friend, sending me these letters and help me realize something. Really, really help me 
connect the dot of my last puzzles of where I was missing. Actually, I believe and what actually served me is actually I was becoming selfish. Let me tell you about this. What did actually selfish mean to me? Is that I started to really take care of myself. Instead of say I must go standing in other people's perspective to thinking for them, I think about myself first. Does it sound selfish to you? Just listen to this for a bit more. You understand what I'm trying to communicate here. The truth in this world is we actually most time we don't know what's the next, what another person think about. And most people, they don't even know what they actually feel about because they are actually very disconnected to their body. Or they know what they think about, they don't even tell you because they haven't learned how to express themselves. So what am I here to stand in here and guess what that person thinking about uh, and how can I help that person? It is not my job. It's not my job and responsibility to make that person happy. What I believe is that if we all started to take care of ourselves, we're becoming love ourself, we're naturally going to impacting the people around us. There's a massive shift in my relationship with my own mother recently. Like we've been working on this journey for a few years. I did landmark, I got her to do landmark, I did coaching, I was influencing her. So put all of this aside, what I really feel recently there's a big shift in our relationship is that she says, when she look at me, she felt this I'm, I'm this like bubble of love. I'm just like vibration, love and energy. This happened because I become selfish. Because I really started to pay attention on what I feel. Do I need more time for myself these few days? Do I need to love myself a bit more? Rather than me spending all my energy and time to think about other people, Am I spending that time for myself? I think sometimes we're spending so much time thinking about other people. There's also a people pleaser tendency here that we are constantly looking for our own values based on other people's reactions of ours. Instead of actually says, you know what, let me take care of myself first. Because the truth is that if you don't take care of yourself and you don't love yourself fully, you don't be selfish with yourself fully. You don't have the love to give to others. Your love is gonna running out. You have to fill your own cup first. And that sounds so horrible to most people. I think that's why there's lots of suffer in this world. It's because people hasn't learned to be selfish. And now I becoming more selfish. I share with people with my desire, with my needs, how I feel. And since that shift, give you one example. A couple of days ago, me and my mother we went out for a dinner. And at the dinner, she there was something happened with the dishes. That one of the food was cooking too too dry. And then the chef come to ask my mother, how about other food? She said it's all not very good. I was a bit triggered at that moment. I said to my mom, I said, I feel you're very fussy about things. And it was, it makes me feel like really uncomfortable because it triggered into my childhood that I remember you always have fight and problems with people and that really scares me. And then my mom is saying to me, you know what? 
I feel that if they ask me how I feel, I'm gonna tell them. So that was actually how the conversation goes. And I did a podcast that night about how I feel, and also I also realized that the reason I'm triggered by my mom, my mom, she expressed herself is because that I'm still finding my own voice. So when I see someone can freely expressing herself to other people's, that really triggering me. So what I realized, so I had this conversation with my mother and backwards forwards, and then there was a beautiful shift in our space. And she says, "You know what? I'm actually realizing that maybe I'm too fussy myself, and if other people take me out, I'm too fussy. Maybe it's not very good experience for other people too." So we started to have this really beautiful, heart-opening conversations, you know. So this is what I'm saying here: is I am, I am the expression of myself. I am, I am free to express myself. I am true to myself. I am selfish, and selfish doesn't necessarily mean means a bad word, you know. There's so many people say to you, you shouldn't be selfish. On the other side of this, they are saying to you, you should thinking about, you shouldn't thinking about yourself. You should think about me. So going back to my friend's letter. That I know she's writing this out of the love that she feels there's something about me that should change. But after I read this letter for a few days and really observing the space, what I really feel from her is from this letter is that she was triggered by me, by me actually just being myself, and that actually triggered her. There's something. If we actually triggered by other people, there's a gold here for this person to actually do the work to look at what is about this person, what is about this circumstance, what is about this person' personality is triggering me. Maybe her task is actually for her to listen to herself more and to be selfish to actually take care of herself. Because I really, really believe that. If we are all start taking care of ourselves fully, and this is how the world becoming a better place. Because now I'm so taking care of myself, and loving myself as myself, and have all this love within myself. I I actually able to have so much better relationship with my family because I start loving themselves. I I start to love them more. The reason I can love them more is because I'm loving myself. You know, we're just here. We are just mirror reflections of others, and it's not my place to judge how other people's, you know, going through their own journey. I read another article today about this woman. Um, how she's sharing her. She made this one、uh, music video called like "My Vagina Is Fifty Times Better Than Your Penis." And then I was talking to to my mom about this. I said it's really funny. It's really interesting. And she said this woman she sounds like a very feminism. How do you feel about this, Nancy? Because you know what is your thought on this? Do you feel she's wrong or she's too strong? All of this. I said, Mom, what I started to realize is what I'm actually practicing in my life recently, which I talked about this in dualities episode, is that. We, I'm not here to judge other people's life, and we all have a different experiences in life, and I'm not here to judge their life. And sometimes this person, you know, I have experiences to see someone is in some pain, 
And sometimes maybe this person have to hit a rock bottoms in order for them to change, and that's okay. I'm not here to taking away that from them. That magic, the magic goes like this. Who are we here to know what is the best for that person? So give you one example. I was in an unhealthy relationship for two years. So many of my friends who cared for me and helped me to get out of the relationship. But I wasn't ready to get out of that relationship until after two years. Until I had so much, so much pain, and I hit a rock bottom. And that pain got so strong, I was able to breaking through. So if I actually broke up with that person just because I listened to my friend when I was not ready, what could be happening is that I have to do this task and lessons again. So who am I to taking this magic away from other people? There's an elephant.、Um, there's a story about the elephant, which I talked about in the previous episode as well. That the people who are blindfolded and they can't see. So the first person touched the elephant tails and then described elephant as this really strong rope. The second person touched the elephant's legs and says the elephant feels like tree. The third person touching the elephant's ear and feel says the elephant feels like fan. So, what 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 is the lessons here? The lessons here is that this is called life. The universe is expressed. Differently through different people's expressions, and we are not here to judge. How could I say this person's life is wrong? They should change. They should do it differently, and that is just for me. I don't feel that's the right thing to do for my from my own perspective. Of course, if someone else feel this is right thing for them, great. But I don't believe in that myself. I believe that we are all expressed, you know, we're all this shared intelligence, and we're all here to express differently. We're all here to see the different angles of life, and this is called wholeness and oneness. How can we call this wholeness and oneness when we only have a one angle of things? So going back to my friends. She's writing me these letters from her own perspectives about what she feels is right thing for me to do, and that is how she wants me to change. And there's clearly something in this space that about me, my behaviors, my current sharing, my experience is triggering her. And even me talking about it right now, I feel some pain in my body because I do really care for her as a friend. The sometimes I'm not very、um, happy for someone to tell me that what I should do with my own life, that is quite controlling behavior for me. And also, I believe that we, I believe a very different perspective to hers, which is I believe that we should be selfish, because I really, really believe that when we are selfish, we take care of ourselves. I love myself. And other when everyone else doing the same, this is how we can make the universe a better place, not by standing in other people's shoes and perspective. That when this person, which I'm thinking about, says I needed to think about this person, I must be standing in this person's shoe. When this person don't even know what they want themselves, that's why people pleasing never gonna work, never going to work. 
because the truth is that people cannot be placed. Happy people, there will be finding reason to be happy. Sad people, they're always going to find reason to be sad. How can we place someone to who is really sad and unhappy to be happy? It's just impossible. Today, I had a really, really powerful conversation with my father in China. You know, my dad is in China. He doesn't speak English and he's in a very, very small city. So there's not enough of uh, learning about consciousness there yet. But I had a really powerful conversation with my dad today and I was really, I was feel really good and happy about it actually. So today's conversation, I asked my father, I said, he was sharing this with me. He said, Nancy, I'm 60 now. And I see so many people recently died of cancer and died in front of me. I started to realize that I must take care of myself and I must be here and taking care of myself and think about myself. He said, I just realized this now. I said, that's beautiful. That's just beautiful. I said, I'm so happy for you because my father used to be someone who has a people pleaser tendency. What he used to do is he spent a lot of time to taking care of other people's needs and desires and completely neglecting himself sometimes. And of course, when he come back home, sometimes he get really unhappy about it because he spent so much energies to try to please others. Now he's 60, he sounds so much freer and happier because he finally said to me, I wanted to just taking care of myself and be healthy, come to see you, spending time with you and see the children's. I haven't got a child yet, but that's what he wants. I was like, that's beautiful. It took my father 60 years old to have these realizations. I think it's awesome and it's really beautiful. I'm 32 here. I have these realizations already. Maybe I don't know. You know, sometimes people say to me, I wish I have knew this when, when they were my age. I guess I have learned this very fast because I had lots of pain in my own life to help me to be in this stage. And now when my dad is becoming selfish in his own way, taking care of himself, what's end up happening now is actually he's become more happier and freer as a person. And our relationship is becoming better because I no longer feel this heavy bondage. My dad is always thinking about me. He's thinking about me. He's taking care of me. He's all of that. And it's becoming so heavy. So, yeah, my perspective, selfish, is actually how we're going to heal the world. Thank you for listening. And I send everyone so much love and happiness. Bye.